Ignite your life with passion and purpose. Your health, your wealth, your happiness. Make it good. This is Modern Love with Dr. Brenda Wade. A big thank you to Rainbow Grocery, our favorite grocery store here in the San Francisco Bay Area, for being our sponsor, because a healthy body is a sexy body. And, oh, modern lovers, we all want to look sexy on our special day, and I'm talking about wedding day. It doesn't matter where you are on your journey in terms of age, whether you're LGBTQ, what ethnicity, what background, it doesn't matter. Everyone dreams of having that special day. And on the eve of one of the weddings of the century, potentially, uh, with, of course, you know who I mean. I mean Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. This is a great topic for us. We're going to talk today about dream weddings with Ronnie St. Pucci. And Ronnie is one of those great experts in the world of weddings. And I've talked with so many people who tell me they've been, quote, dreaming of this day all my life. And it doesn't, I want to say this, it doesn't have to mean planning for your dream wedding. It has to be a nightmare. We've all seen Bridezillas. We've all seen Monster of the Bride and Monster of the Groom and all of those horror stories. Well, today we're going to talk to Ronnie St. Pucci, one of America's most noted wedding experts, about how to make that dream day, whether you're a family member, whether you're the bride or the groom, or the groom or the groom, that you, or the bride or the bride, that you can enter into this sphere, now that it is, of course, coming into June, with some knowledge about how to make it better. So first, we're going to Take our Ask Dr. Brenda questions. It says, Dear Dr. Brenda, I'm a 46-year-old female being married for the second time. My first marriage took place 25 years ago. didn't cost my parents a penny because there was no wedding. I would like to ask them to contribute financially this time to the cost of a small intimate ceremony and dinner for fewer than 20. Am I asking too much second time around? Wow. Thank you, second, for the question because first let me say that second-time weddings are so frequent and so common these days. And it's not too much to ask your parents. The question is whether this is something your parents want to do. So I would say your request needs to sound something like this. I would love to have this kind of wedding, and in order to do it, it's going to cost X. I'm wondering if you'd be willing to contribute X. Now, if that doesn't work for you, I will still find a way to do it so that they have a gentle, graceful out and so that you can prepare for plan A, plan B, or plan C because the truth is your parents are under no obligation and it sounds to me as if you're not asking for a lot. But just do it in a gentle way. And second time, here's what's most important. 
second-time marriages fail at a greater rate than first-time marriages. That means you need to do premarital training and preparation. This is the reason I actually created Modern Love Training, because I want people to be prepared for healthy marriage, be prepared for a healthy love life. There is a science of love. We don't need to stumble around in the dark anymore. And it's been my experience that most people wait too long and wait too late to get training. So do that right away and get your partner into the training with you so you know what you're doing the second time around more than you did the first time around. And to that end, those of you who want to join me for premarital, for refreshing your relationship, or if you're single and looking, or if you're heartbroken and healing, it doesn't matter. The second Saturday of every month here in our Modern Love Training Center, we do a training. And since the second Saturday is coming up, it's May 12th, we're doing a training called Modern Love Miracles for you this May. Seven steps to make your journey of love more joyful and easy. You can go to Eventbrite and sign yourself up for that class right now or send me an email at love, L-O-V-E, at docwade, dot com. I'd love to have you join me. Don't wait too long, too late to learn what you need to learn about creating the love you want. So let me tell you about our guest. She's an award-winning couture designer and the founder of the world-renowned bridal house, Sanpucci. Since 1985, Ronnie Sanpucci has personally dressed more than 15,000 brides, celebrities, and influencers. During her career in the bridal industry that spans more than 30 years, Ronnie's become well-known as a savvy expert on bridal style, everything from bridal wishes for her journey to saying I do to the wedding details itself. In her book, Your Bridal Style, Everything You Need to Know to Design the Wedding of Your Dreams, Ronnie shares her expertise to educate and empower every bride or groom to design the wedding of their dreams. Her website is www.stpucci.com. Welcome to Modern Love Radio, Ronnie. Oh, thank you for having me, Dr. Brenda. So good to be here. Thank you. Now, tell us about you. How did you get interested in designing and weddings and all of that? It's a crazy story, Dr. Brenda. I was born and raised in Thailand, in Bangkok. Mm. And um, I always, you know, we used to watch the TV series Dallas. And I had this dream that one day I would be in Dallas. I didn't know how, I didn't know what. I knew that it was going to be fashion because that's always been my passion, you know. I mean, I'm an English major, but fashion is what I wanted to do. So I was invited uh, so to So you're sitting help. in Thailand looking at Dallas and thinking at of Dallas, coming. At the TV show, yes. Yes, I understand. <laughs> that is so interesting. <laughs> And and uh, wouldn't you know it, I mean, I had a tailoring shop in one of the most prestigious hotels in Bangkok, and I met this woman from San Antonio, 
who invited me to bring my ready-to-wear collection to help her with the charity event she was doing. And I thought, wow, San Antonio is not too far from Dallas, is it? So, okay. (laughs) That's funny. At least you're within spitting distance of Dallas. That is great. Exactly, exactly. And and what I did, Dr. Brenda, I thought, well, you know, I have 52-piece collection of, like, the most amazing ready-to-wear. And I thought for a finale, maybe I should just whip up a bridal gown, you know. And wouldn't you know it, that finale dress caught everybody's attention. And in that hall where we did the event was the leasing agent from the Dallas Apparel Mart who came up to me and asked me, you see, I mean, how the universe works? I am, I mean, I so believe, like, if you have a dream, you just have to believe it. Yes, well, that is how the universe works. So here you are in San Antonio, Texas. You decide to just whip up a finale dress, and, of course, it's a wedding dress for your fashion show. And the person is there from the dress mart. And what did they say to you? How did it it unfold? She she said, uh, first of all, my dress was in blush color, you know, and in 1984, nobody ever wore a colored dress to get married in. And I, of course, that that caught everybody's attention. And she said, listen, we are having a a bridal show in six months at the Mark in Dallas. And I want to invite you to bring your bridal collection. Um, We'll give you the room. We'll give you the model. What do you need? You know, just come. And I thought, well, hey, you know, yes. I just said yes. I didn't know. The bridal collection that you didn't yet have. (laughs) (laughs) No. I don't even know how to make a bridal dress, believe me. I mean, my dress was, I thought, was, was pretty good. But, you know, um, so six months later, here I am. You know, I, I brought my 16-piece collection. And I, you know, I'm, I'm decorating my showroom. And then the day comes and everybody around me, you know, they had their curtains up. And now all everybody's revealing their dresses. And I thought, oh, my God, what? did I do because my entire collection, Dr. Brenda, was in color. Entire. I had not a single white dress because I come from Asia, you know, and in Asia, we wore color to get married in. We wore white only to mourning when somebody died. (laughs) Oh, that's right. Of course. Of course. In every other part of the world, even in this country, my family's from New Orleans, and we were white for mourning and for funerals. Yeah, so so here I am, you know, everybody around me is only showing white and people are just walking by and they're saying, what does she just do? Like, how, what does she think she's doing, you know? And two days go by and I have not written a single order, but there's a ton of press that comes in. They take pictures. And on the third day, my picture is right on the front of the Dallas Apparel News. <gasps> and it talks about oh. me being the pioneer. Yes. For bringing color to the U.S. bridal scene. And wow. all my collection was in pure silk. Nobody had ever before that, before 1985, April, had ever made a silk wedding dress. Nor had there been You're any kidding. color in wedding dress. Oh, my goodness. No? Yep. 
so That's amazing. So, so what kind of silk are we so talking about? Like raw silk, finished silk? What yeah, kind of it silk? was Thai silk, you know, from Thailand. Thai silk is so popular. I mean, it's hand-woven. It's the most precious material out there. Wow. Um, so every dress was in Thai silk. Every dress was hand-woven. Every dress was hand-embroidered and hand-beaded. It was all like... So, like, it was like a fairy tale come true. And here oh I am my in Dallas, right? So you get on the front cover of the paper. What happened? People must have gone crazy over you after that. They did. I mean, I mean, two amazing uh, stores took a chance on me. One was Kleinfeld. You know, you must watch, maybe I've seen the show, Say Yes to the Dress. So yes. that is Kleinfeld. Uh-huh. Yes, they took a chance on me. Um, the previous, the, the original owner, Miss Heather Kleinfeld, uh-huh. uh, she took a chance on me. And then there was another store in Toronto who took a chance on me. And, and you know, that was the beginning of what a beautiful journey that I have been on. Oh, that's amazing, Ronnie. So it seems to me that sitting in Thailand as a young girl watching this show and locking onto this idea, this idea, I'm going to go to America. I'm going to Mm -hmm. be in Dallas. This was what motivated you. Now, what was it about Dallas that captivated you? Oh, my. You know, it was so glamorous. Back in those days, these, like, women with their pillbox hats and their long gloves and their Chanel suits, and, and the buildings that were tall and full of glass. And, you know, I mean, it was a it was fairy tale. It was like, you know, I had never seen anything like that. So that so to me was... What part of Thailand were you in when you were watching all of this? In Bangkok. In Bangkok. In Bangkok. Okay, so I it actually, would be very different. Yeah? You were saying... Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, huge difference. I mean, even though I grew up around fine fabrics and fine laces. My family is actually one of the largest purveyors of fine lace in Thailand. And I grew up around all those fine fabrics. Mm-hmm. So I, I had that advantage, Dr. Brenda, you know, because every dress that I brought to with me was a couture dress. And, and I know that one magazine in Dallas wrote, if you... If your father doesn't have a gushing oil well, you cannot afford a simple jean. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I, I, I know. I That's it, which only makes I, people want it more who can't afford such things. <laughs> so, Ronnie, you wrote this book saying yes. everything you need to know to design the wedding of your dreams, but you must have also experienced all the drama and the heartache and oh. the upset that many people have at their weddings. Tell us a little bit about what you have witnessed that led you to write the book? I can tell you that working with brides, whether it, whether they're celebrities or, or, you know, just normal, you know, people like us, I mean, women all over the world are the same. We always feel as if something is wrong with our body. That's the one thing that really broke my heart. You know, to even if they were perfect, absolutely perfect, like a size two, you know, and they still well, perfect can also come in a size sixteen, can't it? Yeah, exactly, exactly. At in those days, you know, when I started, I started seeing this trend. It's like 
why is everybody wanting to change this and change that? And, you know, why is it that you cannot fall in love with your body just the way you are? You know, in the color of the of your skin, in the height that you are blessed with, you know? And and so I saw all that and it broke my heart. I also saw, you know, how certain parents are very controlling and how much peer pressure there was, even from friends, even from I saw it all, you know. I saw how they would beg borrow beg and borrow just to make their wedding happen. So I have seen from A to Z all the struggles that a bride faces. And I thought this book was it's a very important book for me mm-hmm. to put my 30-some years experience behind this. So what is, you think, the biggest problem that most people face on their wedding? And do you also do same-sex weddings? Yes, yes. In fact, in fact, Saint Pucci was the only designer that agreed to Whoopi Goldberg back in, I think it was like 1990, when she did her. She had her own show, and she did. She wanted to do this wedding of two women getting married, and no bridal designer would give them her dress, their dresses. Oh. And Saint Pucci, and yes, at that time it was taboo, Dr. Brenda. And and I was the only one. I said, listen, Whoopi, I believe in love. If love can come in any shape, size, color, sex, you know, even back then I knew that I, you know, I believed in it. So, yes, I gave her two dresses that they showed on that show. I, I'm Good all for love. you. Good for you. I'm so happy to hear that. Because you were saying brides, and I thought, oh, my God. We can't leave anybody out of this equation because no. everyone wants, needs, and deserves love. And I pray for the yeah. day when everyone's heart can open to everyone having yeah. what they need in their lives and that we support each other as human beings. So once you started seeing all of these issues, the control, et cetera, what emerged in your mind as the number one issue? that people face as they're preparing for their wedding? They don't have a clear vision, Dr. Brenda. I think that is the first thing. You know, they're listening. There's a lot of noise around us. They're listening to people, you know, you should do this, you should wear this, you should, you know, all that stuff. You should get married here. But they must have a vision for themselves. They're also hearing, as you said, from the controlling parents and the, the friends and all everybody else. So you're saying come to the party, come to the idea of your wedding with a vision of what you want, how you want want. it to be. And one of the things I often add, and you probably talk about this in your book, when I'm talking and I officiate at weddings from time to time, is I ask the bride, the groom, the two grooms. I did a wedding recently for a man actually from Bangkok and a man from San Francisco, Mm -hmm. and the two grooms had a very definite vision. They only Mm -hmm. wanted themselves, the officiant, an interpreter, because they wanted the vows translated into Thai, so every word was completely clear, Mm -hmm. and just two witnesses. And that's it. There were eight people, and we stood on a cliff Mm -hmm. overlooking the ocean. It was one of the most beautiful, beautiful ceremonies. 
and very, very moving because it was recorded so that the gentleman from Thailand could show it to his mother because she was ill and she passed away very shortly after the wedding. But she got to see Aww. she got to see the wedding. So it's it's important to know how you want to feel. And for them yeah. it was how they wanted to feel. We know how we want it to look. We also want it to be how do you want it to feel? How do you want to feel on that day? So when you yeah. say to people have a clear vision, what's your next piece of advice you would give? I would say set a budget because you can have a vision and it can be so way out there, you know, that you cannot afford it. So definitely come to the table with a clear vision and a clear budget and make sure, you know, that whatever you plan is planned around your comfort zone. That makes sense because then as you're doing the planning, you know, and one of the things I want to say is I know so many people. I was working with a couple recently where one of the partners kept saying, but it's my big day, but it's my big day. We should go over budget. We should get this and get this and get this because it's my big day. And one of the most important things, and I want everyone to write this down, plan for having the day look the way you want, feel the way you want it to want. However, please invest in training. I said that at the top of the show. Getting premarital training div- reduces the divorce rate by 50%. 50%. Yeah. So you want yeah. a beautiful day and you want a beautiful life. So invest in both. Yeah, and you know, you don't want to start your marriage in debt. Absolutely. That's the worst thing that you can do to yourself. Yes, 100%. 100%. So as you're talking with your brides, your grooms, whoever it is that you're preparing in the book, what do you want them to say to the family members and friends who come in with ideas and pressure them? I I would say when a bride is going shopping and we insist on this, that they don't bring too many people, too many people, too many opinions. So bring just one person or two people whose opinion you trust, who really wants the best for you. You know, there are friends, Dr. Brenda, who can be jealous. There are, you know, who, I, I mean, I've seen all sorts, but there are also friends who are so supportive, you know. So a, don't bring your frenemies with a, you. <laughs> yes, with you. No frenemies in yes. the room. Now, what if the parents are paying for the wedding and they come and they want something different than what the bride or groom wants? Yeah, there's, there's been arguments about that because, you know, mothers, the mother will say, well, I'm paying for it and I want you to have this. And the daughter will say, well, I don't want this, mom. You know, this is not how I want to see myself. So there is, there has to be a very, I mean, gentle way of trying to bring the mother around to how the daughter is thinking. Because ultimately it is, her day, you know, as a parent, 
you want the best for your child. I'm sure all mothers, most of them at least, want the best. But there's also this thing about, you know, the society, right? We want to show our friends and families that we can afford this and we, you know, we want to do this on a bigger scale. And the daughter will be like, you know, I just want it to be my day. It's not just the mother, though, Dr. Bender. Yeah. I've had fiancés come in and dictate to these poor brides what they want them to wear. How do That's you resolve that if you're have... in the room with them? <laughs> how do you resolve it if you're in the room with them? How do you help them? I, I'm, I'm very, you know, I'm very gentle. I'm like, oh, you know, let's make both of them happy, you know. So what does the groom want? He wants to see a lot of sparkle. Okay, you know what? Well, how about we just add a little sparkle just around the neckline? I think that is more precious looking, you know. So there's a way of like trying to get them to feel as if it is their idea. Okay, so you come in and you have to be the diplomat. I love it the way I do. And then in terms of how people actually put it all together on the day, have you had people so nervous that they were just a, a train wreck on the day of? How do you deal with that, the nerves? I, I, I think you. If you need to cut corners, cut elsewhere. But always have a wedding planner, so that you are not so frazzled as the bride. You know, a wedding planner. I mean, it's a godsend. Seriously, you need one, even if it's just for the day, because so many things can go wrong. Right, and it could be a family member who's a really great person. I had a yes, cousin of yes. mine who's brilliant at organizing do all the organizing mm-hmm. for And mm. she was amazing. So you could have a family member who's capable if you're not investing exactly. in an actual wedding planner. If that's yes. not in your yes. spending plan, then draft a friend or family member who's capable of doing that sort of thing. So exactly. now in closing, Ronnie, we only have a few minutes left. Give us if you were talking to someone today who walked into mm-hmm. your bridal salon and said, I'm getting married, what would you give them as your best advice for having a great wedding day and then for having a great marriage? I would say stay true to yourself and draw from your and your partner's mutual likes and dislikes. You know, Be unique in what in doing what you want and not what others expect. Mm. And, you know, that, that is so important. When you're putting a wedding together, your food tastes, you know, share. Share your ideas with each other. After all, it is not just a bride's day, not just a groom's day, right? I think that these shared memories, childhood memories, uh, family traditions, you know, have a wedding that reflects your shared values. So look at the shared values and look at how you can bring those things into the wedding. Uh, I officiated a wedding once where both the bride and groom were big hikers and outdoors people. We hiked two and a half hours. We climbed Mm -hmm. down the face of a cliff to get to a beach. Mm -hmm. It was an Mm -hmm. enchanting, enchanting wedding and it expressed who these two people really are 
and I loved every minute of it. So come together in terms of your values, and what's important at the end of the day is, yes, you want it to be beautiful and magical, and one of the reasons for having wedding celebrations, everyone, in case you're wondering why to have one at all, is it's about energy. All these people yeah. who love you are celebrating you. All this mm-hmm. is focused on you, and you need that energy. You need right. feeling. It's like putting octane in your tank as you start this journey of life together. And it gives you a chance, as Ronnie said a minute ago, to sit down and get really clear about who you are, your values, what you want, and let this day reflect it. Ronnie, how interesting. Mm. What a journey you've had. Lots more to talk yeah. about. And everyone remember, reach Ronnie at www.stpucci.com. The book is your bridal style. Everything you need to know to design the wedding of your dream. All right, thanks so much for joining us, Ronnie. And next week, Thank everybody, so we much. have Sonia Verdamikoff talking about food and body image, something else important during this wedding season. Big thank you to LeGrand Green, our executive producer, Mr. Cliff Dunning, also our associate producer, and to you, modern lovers. I'll see you this Saturday, May 12th, at Modern Love Miracles for You this May, the seven best steps to create the love you truly want so you're ready for love no matter where you are on your journey of love. Blessings.